0: Demolish the Browns 45 to 7.
1: Five Five.
2: is the loneliest number that you'll ever do.
1: Two can be as bad as five. It's the loneliest number since the number Five. five. Is 5 is the loneliest number that you ever do 5 is the lonely number
2: Best Browns coverage on WTAM 1100 Ciao
3: oh. It just stopped. Yeah, the other yeah. <laughs> I, I just see. I, I thought there would be a slow fade. Anyway, <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it is three uh, eleven on a very gloomy Monday here in uh, Northeast Ohio. Brenda here, Freddie Greetham, Billy Coleman, Seth the Barbarian, and um, Alan Dershowitz. Here, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Carmen Angelo, good afternoon, Dean. How are you? We had a common, we had a conversation about Alan Dershowitz earlier. I think he would look like make a good Alan Dershowitz. Anyway, I wish uh, I had that pocket. Yeah, dog. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody would like to have that money. Anyway, um, gentlemen, uh, welcome. Audience, welcome. Um, you all saw it. Um, I'm not sure what to add. Other than... Like, I tweeted this morning. um, I got a good night's sleep. Uh, I want to say this also. Thank God for... Uh, the Hallmark Channel, it's Christmas movies and liquor, because that got me through the evening last night. I mean, there's nothing like Hallmark Christmas
4: movies and booze. Western Reserve, huh? Yeah. Uh, it, Woodford Reserve. It, it, it just,
3: it'll just, yeah, it'll <laughs> just get you through the night, man, after that debacle between 1 and 4. Oh, the snow is falling down. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm having some warm chili that my wife made, and I'm going, oh, I'm ready for some football, and then, oh my God, it was awful. Anyway, so this morning, my conclusion is this Um, it's more clear than ever that everyone is culpable in what happened yesterday and no one is going to go unscathed nobody in the organization maybe dearness johnson who did all he could do when he was actually given the ball to run everyone else literally failed at their job. The head coach, the assistant coaches, the coordinators, the offense, the defense, the quarterback, everyone failed at their job. And you know, and I I know guys we're gonna have some discussion about, you know, what the other teams are doing. I don't really care about what the other teams are doing. I know what the other teams are doing. I know the mediocrity of the of the AFC. I know the mediocrity of the NFL um, I don't really care about those other teams. What we should care about is is what's going on here uh, with this football team that traveled to New England and got hammered in every aspect of the game. And I know some of you are not going to like this. I'm going to give you two things, all right? I'm going to give you two things, and we'll go from there. I told Ray yesterday that I might just filibuster and speak for three hours over commercials and everything, but that didn't go over well because we we do need the commercials to pay me. So um, th- this is this is what I'm going to say. Um, nobody, we all know no one gives gets a pass, but I'm going to tell you something. It starts with the head coach. The head coach is the CEO. That's the guy that... You know, draws it all up, figures it out with his coordinators, uh, that you practice during the week, you're there to motivate your players. He did absolutely none of that. And there's so many of you giving him a pass. Well, you know, look at last year. and You know, I don't give a rat's behind about last year. When I give it this is the year that we were supposed to do something that we have not seen in a long time maybe play for a chance to go to you know the big game that's You know what? That's not happening this year. You know, maybe some of you are holding out hope. That's not going to happen this year. And I hold the guy directly responsible is the head coach, Kevin Stefanski. You suck at your job right now. You really do. You suck at your job. And you know what? I've been doing this for a long time, and I've seen a lot of suck coaches on this football team, and you're with them together. All right, the second thing, guys... Um, I I think Baker is a very good quarterback. I think Baker could take you a long way. However, um, maybe the injuries are catching up to him. I will only say this. If we're now in a position where we have to, and I'll leave that open. I'm not going to fight this. I'm not going to fight this argument that we have to go find another quarterback for next year. If you think we're on the verge of going to the Super Bowl, in the next few years, you're freaking nuts. It ain't going to happen. If we have to go down that path to go find another quarterback again, where it was one going to pop out of the sky? Or do you, Oh, I, I heard this. What, do you want to go after the pandemic Pinocchio Aaron Rodgers for next year? You can go after the pandemic Pinocchio guy and immunized. maybe get him.
4: What's that? He was
3: immunized. Yeah, right, he was, yeah. He drank Clorox.
5: Um, Fred, go ahead. Wow, well, you know, um, <laughs> that was a filibuster. Yeah. First, I want to say, Seth, you know, I, I can't come back at you. You got the five wins, and hey. you didn't need to ruin that song, though. I think you could just wow. kind of like the three-down wow. night. Fred you know?
3: going, going off on the song. There you go. But,
5: I mean, i got to give you your due. I mean, you're going to keep job. that five at least another week. Gee. So, you know, as far as, to me, it's, it, you know, I'm not going to go quite that far, but this has been a major letdown. You think of, it reminds me of 2019, you know, when they when they made out, made some moves and expectations. But that team thought they were anointed, and they went 6-10. and 10. We all saw what the problems were. And then last year, I think they played way over, you know, expectations, you know, with a new coach. And you're kind of just trying to put it together. And then this year, everything comes down with a big thud. I can't argue, you know, they are what they are. I look on it. And they have better players, at least on paper. I, I don't ex- know how to say ex- you. You can argue all day. I can go down the guys on the defense, and I do not see how you could say that these players are not better than the players they had last I totally, year. Totally agree with you. And friend. yet, and and yet, you're playing one week. It's Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, you look, you know, and I asked a question today about about the the defense last week. You had Joe Burrow, who's a good young rising quarterback, in his second year, and they threw everything at him. They caused him to make mistakes, turnovers. Here you had a rookie, and I don't think Mac Jones, maybe he will be. I don't think he's better than Joe Burrow, but they made him look like Johnny Unitas. They didn't go after him at all. I asked the coach today, and he kind of said, well, you know, didn't matter what we did, it didn't work. I didn't see it. I didn't even see him going after him, you know, even if you send them all, you know, and just make him get rid of it but that was a debacle and and I I feel like yeah they're they're one week you think they got it corrected next week it's right back in the toilet so they'll probably go out and win this week and everybody'll think everything's okay again but you've dug yourself a major hole now you have to pretty much you know it's only winning the division thank goodness the division is very winnable with the Bengals the Ravens and the Steelers you know they tied the Lions so it's going to be a tall task, but if you were to beat them all four in those four games, you might have a chance. Why
3: would we think that that will? Well, happen? I would, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that's your
5: only chance. Right. I'm saying yeah. that, yeah, you've got you've got an AFC, but as far as they got to turn around, they got to, It's wearing very thin every week. Saying, "Well, we just got to do better. We got to coach better." You know, <laughs> you, you you really need to make some major adjustments. You know, in what you're calling offense and defense.
3: Billy, um you saw the the Miami Dolphins beat the Ravens Thursday night. And then you saw a, a, a butt kicking like we haven't seen in a long time with this football team and the New England Patriots. And there were some other interesting games. Uh, Tampa Bay uh uh bit the you know, the you know what yesterday, Brady threw two interceptions in the in the first quarter. Um there's still a lot of unpredictability.
6: But yesterday yesterday was should make everybody angry don't you think absolutely you know it's it's like the bipolar browns from week to week and you just you, you you just can't figure it out right when it looks like they're turning the corner then you have a situation like yesterday it would have been so sweet to get that win yesterday be sitting at uh, 6 and 4 with the lions on deck and then it gives you a little bit of wiggle room. And Now, now you're fighting for your lives. You got, you got ball, um, you got the Lions and then you got Baltimore two out of three weeks with a buy in there and then you're gonna have to play Green Bay. I, the schedule does you no favors moving forward. It's just, you know, it, it's a bad, it's, it's a very frustrating situation and, I think as fans, just in Northeast Ohio or any Cleveland Browns fans, in that you alluded to earlier, Greg. You know, this was a year that it was looked upon that you know maybe that we would get to that big game or whatever. Not that that's still impossible, but there's a lot of work to do. And from week to week, and you know, at least the excuses are changing. They said, "Well, we, we need to we need to look in the mirror now." Before it was, but we need to get better. We need to get better." Now, so we all need to look in the mirror. So at least they changed the verbiage this weekend. So yeah, I'm coming you, if, if, From this perspective,
3: you you play competitive sports, um, you 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 have children to play competitive sports. You've been involved watching Saint Ed's football for a long, long time, um, and you know these guys. You know when guys underachieve or when teams underachieve, or play above their capabilities. I and I totally agree with Fred. These. The, what I saw yesterday was a horrible football team played by grossly underachieving
4: players. What, why does that happen? Well, let's throw out that word, underachieving. On paper, Freddie, you said this team is a lot better defensively than what we saw last year. But is it really I mean, John Johnson. They're not taking the
5: ball away.
4: Yeah, they're not getting any takeaways. Well, last you, year, that was their calling card for the first nine nine weeks of the season.
5: But I mean, would you, would you put Andrew Sandeo Dale up against John, John Johnson? Johnson? Well, I was thinking Grant about exactly Delpit? that. No, you know, would you put Greg Newsom up there opposite Robert Jackson, or you know, whoever Terrence Mitchell? But or? the
4: results were better last year.
5: With the those turnovers. They, they took the ball yes. away. They couldn't why stop anybody. Why isn't John
4: t- Johnson taking the ball away? How many picks does Denzel have on the air? Or p- passes defensed? You know, I mean, are these guys, yeah, they're all high picks or high, you know, free agent signings. Are they really as good as advertised? Well, I don't think they are. Truly.
5: Well, that's the thing about you hear about putting the money into it. You know, and then you hear the other side saying, well... You know, all NFL players are good, and they're all they're all about the same. Then, really, why do you have to pay somebody? You know, (laughs) right? You might as well just do what the Steelers do: let them walk, and and within you put in a guy you never heard of, and he's a Pro Bowler. Do what the New England
3: Patriots do. Yeah, that's I what mean, I was going
5: to yeah. say. Can you name anybody that's a household name over there on offense? Nobody, right. And they put up 45 points.
4: And let's talk about those New England Patriots. All we hear about is the Browns' offensive line and how good they are. You don't think that those five guys on New England's offensive line were fired up after Teller and uh, uh, who signed the other deal? Petonio, last year? Know, but Joe they put $110 into the
5: 110 million?
4: and those guys walk into Foxboro uh, against that offensive line for New England, they had a chip on their shoulder. Also, um, tell me uh, this didn't happen last night. Josh McDaniels getting in the hot tub with his wife with a big old Cuban (laughs) and a nice (laughs) shot of bourbon. How pleased was he uh, walking off that field yesterday? Um,
3: The Browns were unprepared to face Whatever they faced yesterday.
4: Well, whose fault? That, well, it's Kevin's defense. That's, that's the head coach's fault. And let me let me add this. Yep. Okay, so early on, we get inside the five, and then Baker lines up at wide receiver and a direct snap to the back out of the backfield. Why are we getting cute again? Exactly. Again, Fred! Again, Dearness Johnson carried him
5: all the way down the field from the two yard line. Who I was watching next to the game, I said. Browns are better to score from outside the 20, because if they get inside the 5, they can't do anything. And just like last week, they had 3rd and 1, and you got Nick Chubb back there, and you gave Mayfield gave it to Landry, who ran the option for about a 6-yard loss on 3rd and 1. Yesterday, you tried a direct snap to Johnny Stanton, who I, if you saw number 40 out there, you thought it was Peyton Hills, but it wasn't Peyton Hills. Well, anyway, yeah. And they didn't even give Dearness Jones. They they had that botch play, and then three passes. Najoko drops a touchdown, and then Hooper bailed him out with a, a nice catch in the back of the end zone. But I don't understand it. Sometimes they try to out-think themselves. Again,
3: you know, we talked about last day, uh yesterday morning on the show. I'm going, is, is Stefanski going to get too cute again? And there you go. On the first drive, yep. he gets too cute. The other thing is, you know... Usually, Stefanski does well on that first offensive drive. It's everything after
4: that. I don't know. I mean, does he script his first uh, series for it? Yeah, he does. They all
5: do the first 15 yeah. plays and that. But even the second drive, after the, the Patriots, you know, is kind of interesting. Both teams only had the ball once in the first quarter. Long drive, long drive. Well then the Browns seven seven and they go right to the air and that's when Mayfield threw which really turned the game right around. I mean from that point on it might as well a pick six because
0: three, he didn't get in the end pass, zone,
5: but they right. did on the next play. So he went away from the run immediately, you know, and then they're down fourteen seven and it kind of snowballed because and Dearness Johnson wasn't being stopped. They were not stopping him until they stopped themselves and started going to the air. And New
6: England wasn't doing anything tricky on offense. I mean, what, no. I mean they, they do a little misdirection here or there, or a little screen or fake one-way, and that's it. it was the whole game was
5: third down. You yeah. could not get off one, one yep. for nine. The one of tackling
3: yesterday was horrendous. It was horrendous by the Browns.
4: Yes, and you had a Patriots team, Greg, that came in here. They were thin at running back. Damian Williams right. was out because of the concussion. Right. And Ramondre Stevenson looked like Walter Payton.
5: I, I there's I, your plug and play
4: yeah Dude, exactly just, hey we're gonna plug
5: in this guy in and never heard of him but he'll run for a hundred yards <laughs> yeah. I,
3: uh, our lines open up. You can vent to a 216 578 1100. 216 578 is our phone lines if you want to talk to all of us as we um, kind of uh, kind of go over the uh, debacle that was uh, um, the game yesterday in New England. Um, you've got the Lions coming up who tied the Steelers yesterday, in an ugly game. That. Attempted field goal at the end may have been the worst looking attempt of a field goal I've ever seen. It was it was terrible. It was, it was I've seen high school players kick yeah. better than that.
6: You know, I'll say one thing for the Lions yesterday, and I I'm not exactly sure what was going on. The Lions rushed for 230 yards yesterday. That's a lot. It, it's a ton, and there was holes that were mammoth size yesterday, and i I couldn't I couldn't figure it out what was going on with that. Jared Goff he threw he threw for 40 yards in regulation. <laughs> 40 yards in regulation. The quarterbacks had a great day yesterday. People, you know, Mayfield had a 72 yards or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Goff had 40 yards. You end up with 114 for the game. And then you had Matt Ryan. He had, the, it wasn't a quarterback day yesterday. Matt Ryan, 117 yards, two picks. Russell Wilson, same thing. 150 yards and two picks.
3: I think the Browns are great at self promoting their brands. Uh, I'm not sure if they're good at self promoting their team.
4: Um,. Uh, well, you know what? Miles Garrett, at the end of the day, got another tombstone in the front yard. Yeah. He had his one sack.
3: Yeah. I mean, is Miles Gear more, more worried about uh, you know getting the sacks record or getting his team to the? Well, Super he called
5: Bowl? out his coaches yeah, after the yeah. game, and we can talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll
3: talk about we'll talk about that. Apparently, uh, uh, Stefanski and him huddled privately and talked about uh, what he said after the game. Um, I think that was, uh, I think that was, uh, and we'll have a little more time when we come back after the break. That was a clear indictment of Joe Woods. I don't know what Joe Woods is doing. Uh, I know you can go. Back back. back to some of the games where they've held the opponents to 15, 17, whatever, the 16. Um, That's fine and good. But as the season wears on, um, you know, we're going to game 11 on Sunday. Gentlemen, and we still have no clue about this team. That's not a good place to be. It really isn't, right? When, I mean, if you're going to game 11 and we have no idea about this team, that cannot be a good
4: thing. How ironic is it that Cleveland fans have a better feeling about the Cleveland Cavaliers right now than the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> Who <laughs> you would, would have, have thought ne- that?
3: You would have never in a gazillion years thought that was even remotely possible. Okay. Again, the lines are open. We're here till 6 o'clock, 216 578. Uh 1100 we have good stuff coming up later on tonight. We have the Cavs against the Boston Celtics. Uh that's coming up. I'll be back after the game with the uh the uh, the, uh, the post game show, but we got a lot of Browns conversation here on News Radio, WTAM 1100 106.9 FM and on your very free iHeartRadio app.
7: It's 3.30. The president is set to sign the bipartisan infrastructure bill this hour, and the more than $1 trillion measure is said to pay for improvements to roads, bridges, airports, broadband, and other infrastructure nationwide. Broadcaster Alex Jones is being found guilty in all Sandy Hook defamation suits. A judge in Connecticut ruled that because Jones refused to turn over documents ordered by the courts, and he was found guilty by default. For years, he maintained the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012 was a government-led plot to confiscate firearms, and that the family were actors. And longtime former President Trump ally Steve Bannon spoke to reporters this afternoon after he appeared before a judge to face criminal contempt charges for defying a subpoena from a House committee investigating the January 6th insurrection on Capitol Hill. Bannon blames President Biden for the charges.
6: We're going to go on the offense. We're tired of playing defense. We're going to go on the offense on this and stand by.
7: Back here in Cleveland, the Cleveland Orchestra is dealing with a positive case of COVID virus. A pair of scheduled performances were canceled over the weekend after one of the group's musicians tested positive for the virus. The orchestra's next performance is scheduled for November 26th. Your traffic
8: and weather is together mornings and afternoons. Here's Olivia. From the Okanog Traffic Center, if you were injured because of medical malpractice, call one 800 Elk, Ohio. Highways up to speed, an accident closing at 77 South between 271 and Wheatley Road, so avoid that area. Also, Highway 86 closed because of a wreck between Ireland and Chardon-Windsor Road. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey, it's
5: Buck Sexton. If you enjoy listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, you better check out the Buck Sexton
6: podcast. It's out every morning. A quick rundown of all the news of the day. Please subscribe to the Buck Sexton podcast on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Olivia Musica, WTAM, traffic at 1100 AM and 106.9 FM. And your
7: three news weather mostly cloudy skies with a chance of rain and snow. Still highs right around forty for tonight. The overnight will be in the thirties, and for Tuesday, partly sun. Highs will be in the upper forties. Coming up in your top of the hour news, you'll hear the latest in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I'm Julie Holiday. Keep listening right here on WTAM 1100.
6: This is Geraldo Rivera reporting live
3: from outside the cash vault. Any second now.
4: Sometimes you're on top of, sometimes you're on top of the hill, and sometimes you get your ass kicked. Nice one of those. So we gotta go back to the drawing board and uh see how we can get better, see how we can scheme better see how we can make adjustments on the fly i mean could we never uh we never had a chance to because you know, we we didn't uh, we didn't make any adjustments on the sideline or uh when we had time to
2: best Brown's coverage on w t a m eleven hundred
3: you know um I, I i and Fred excuse me for this because i i'm really uh, and I know uh, I, I've said this on Twitter, and a lot of people are coming at me, and that, and that's fine. And I I'm I'm, I'm going to pick on the head coach. Do you ever see Stefanski actually leave the sidelines to go coach his team on the bench, like we see a lot of head coaches during a game, kind of get into the huddle with their coordinators or their assistant coaches, and emphasize a certain thing? He's just stuck to that sideline with his laminated play sheet, and he doesn't freaking God, I almost said that he doesn't. <laughs> Freaking move!
5: Yeah, he's he's so even keel that you just don't really see any emotions out of him. You'd like to see him just go rip into somebody, you know, and you know, and get into somebody's face, even if it's a an assistant coach or it's a, another player. You just get the idea, like I don't really care, you know. Well, it's not or my job. Coach or, the team. Go over and make an adjustment. I think that was very, you know, some indictment there by Miles Garrett. You're. You know, arguably your best player, you know, calling out your defensive coordinator or your head coach, whoever ultimately it's the head coach, to make an adjustment. And like I said, I just didn't see any aggressiveness. You know, it's like if it's not working, send, what'd you get JOK for? What'd you get Delpit for? What'd you get Hill for? Go get the quarterback. You You saw that that work against the Bengals, and I didn't see a corner blitz. Denzel Ward come from everywhere and make him. You know, get rid of the ball before he wants
3: to. Thursday
5: night, the Miami Dolphins are crap.
3: They looked at the the Ravens are so much better than they are, and what did they come up with? We're just sending the house. Well, they against against Lamar Jackson and go ahead and try to beat us. And guess what? They beat the Ravens.
4: They played the forty six defense. They took a page out of Buddy Ryan's book Thursday night, and it confused them. Well, exactly,
5: and that's what – that's. I had a note there saying what Miami did to Lamar Jackson. Why can't you come up you're, – you're spending these 20 hours a day looking at film and trying to come up with something, you know, even against Mac Jones, something he hasn't seen, and send the house once in a while, and if they beat you, they beat you, but they were beating you anyway, you know. And so, you know, to me, all was they needed. The Browns as the players, I mean, obviously the coaches – but the players should have seen that loss by the Ravens and should have re-energized them. Oh, yeah. And they should have come off the plane fired up because they opened the door to put them right in control of not only the division, but even a
6: playoff spot. And then they go up there and played as flat as a pancake.
4: Opportunity knocking. And they blew it.
6: And the coach, coach is the one that at that point, you know, he's got to get them. I mean, in basketball, what does a coach do when a team's down? He'll get fired up. He maybe gets a technical on him a lot of cases that'll change the momentum it'll it'll get people fired up nothing they just totally listless yesterday it looked like they quit in the second half and it just oh, it, yes. it was terrible yes absolutely it absolutely looked like they're done you know they know they
3: can't win and they basically played like they they knew they can't win here's the other thing guys and we're talking with Billy Coleman our our uh, our uh, our uh, uh, handicapper Kenny. Can, can I, I can't even get the words out Freddie greeth from the orange and brown report uh mr Carmen. Angelo, and what are you eating, Seth?
4: A uh, salad. Uh, take a picture with of that. A toma- with the tomato? Whoa, what?
3: Yeah. Salad? <laughs> I mean, you could,
9: it's by definition a salad. All but right. it's more bacon, uh, turkey, cheese, and boy. fried onions. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, because everybody has fried onions on a salad. Well, fried
9: onions are technically a vegetable. so <laughs> yeah, They
3: are technically a vegetable. Yeah. All right. Uh Here's the thing. Here's the other thing that really bothers me. And I'll start with Carmen. Yes. Um, I've heard this. Oh, I love playing for a coach who's such an even keel guy because he doesn't ever try to embarrass you. Um, He he respects you. Um, uh, We all love playing for Kevin Stefanski.
4: Great. Where's that getting you? You know what Greg?
3: Haven't you haven't you heard that before?
4: Yes, and I could tell you from experience and even off um, the football field, the guys that I responded to Were the guys that literally grabbed me or kicked me in the ass. Okay. Right. Guys that got in my face.
3: Getting your attention.
4: Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, old school guys that were, you know, they were caught in the Eisenhower administration. Those are the guys that truly got the most out of me. And if you're an even keel coach or if you're a quote unquote players coach, guess what? Shortly, you're going to be an ex coach, in my opinion.
3: Buddy, I mean, I mean, I, I, we've heard this, uh, you know. Oh God, you know, Kevin is just so even keel, and he, he, you know, he respects us. And you know what? Okay, well, guess what? Did you watch the film from yesterday? Tell me how great of a coach he was, and how great you guys played yesterday.
5: Well, when it works, it it works, and and it can fly. But when you're losing, and you have. I mean, he's right now looking like he has no answers, and that doesn't, that goes all the way down to the players when they're looking around going, I don't know, you know, they saw something we did earlier in the year and used it against us. John Johnson said that too after the game. You know, those things are not good signs at all, and and you're looking to your leaders, you know, all the way around to, come up
4: with solutions, and fix the problem, whether in the game or not. Well, you got to be able to shift on the fly. And I'll tell you one thing. Josh McDaniels outcoached that that Cleveland Browns staff.
5: They had eight possessions. They scored six touchdowns and a field goal. Seven out of eight. The Browns did not get off the field the first seven third downs. Mm -hmm. They didn't get out until they started the second half with a three and out. And that was about it for the game. And that's just... That's ridiculous.
3: You know what, guys? I'm really wondering, Billy, um, does this team really have any, have any leaders? Doesn't, I mean, they, I think you have, you know, we, we, we just went through the litany and list of all the great players, but
4: any of them real leaders? I mean, Betonio, I would say Freddie is one of the true leaders on that team, no? Well, he is. And that's what I'm saying. The offense is intact, it's the
5: same guys you had last year. You know, when they had the success. The defense is where the different parts are. But, yeah, Batonio is, is a... Jarvis Landry always has been, but he's had very little production this year. He's been banged up and injured. And, you know, around... Baker Mayfield, you know, is, is really de facto the quarterback, the leader. And he, he's not answering the bell, you know, whether he's injured right. he's or not. not. He's not. If you're going to... Say you can play and keep playing, that's good that you're tough, but you're not producing. You gotta produce that was yeah. that was a terrible performance, you know, by him yesterday. And he's got the same cast of characters. Yeah, obviously Hance is in there for Conklin right now, but everything else is there. The offensive line, four of the five are in place, and you're just not producing like you did even a week ago against the Bengals. I was expecting them to get back. Their longest pass play yesterday was 13 yards mm-hmm. when Mayfield was at quarterback. That's crazy. It Brian really,
6: Hoyer had more yardage than Yeah, now.
5: Brian Hoyer, <laughs> I was going to say, went in in garbage and was a 7-7 game if, yeah. if that was all he played.
6: Brian Hoyer was the second-best quarterback on the
3: field yesterday. I mean, he really was. Steve in said, What's up, Steve? Good.
10: How you guys doing? Wonderful. Hey, uh, real quick—is uh, Camino there?
3: No, no Steve. I think.
10: Uh, oh, I didn't know. Well, this is just not what I was
3: calling. him. Have you listened to is the radio he, station in the last year?
10: No, I thought I, I thought I heard his voice just for the second there. I thought he might. Be, I thought maybe him, a uh, Homer, is cousin up in Detroit. There, he, he might. You know, Camino might be rooting for Detroit next week. You know, but what would Triv say? Does anybody know what the hell we saw yesterday?
6: I have no idea. I mean, what?
10: What team? What team was, was playing yesterday? <laughs> a listless,
6: so, a, a listless, unmotivated yeah, yeah. team. What That's what coach, you saw.
10: What high school coach was coaching yesterday? Can anybody tell me? Was, was I think every team I team think every high, high
3: school, school coach, 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 coach. coach from Northeast Ohio would have done a better job than Stefanski and his, his gang yesterday.
10: 41, 41 to sixteen. We 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 take Cincinnati, and I mean I was not impressed at all. It was a nice win. And anybody want to flip me off, that's fine. What was the Browns' biggest problem last week that no one mentioned? It's called the short pass. They were eight up on the short pass last week, and they were eight, eight up on the short pass yesterday. Yeah. So we had a hurt quarterback. But well, if you take a look at it, it's the idea, run the ball, stop the run. Well, they kind of ran the ball. We got three number one starting running backs, but two of them we didn't have.
3: But- well, I will just tell you this: if if we have to sit the starting quarterback down, and and again, a case, a case Keenum is fine. But uh, well, okay, you go. Well, you know, Walmart's got a
4: sale on them. They're they're you know they're two for a dollar. Well, all I know, um, I don't know how many screens. Oh. They ran yesterday, but after the second one, as a front, you got to realize that, and you've got to peel back, and you got to make sure that the back is covered, and your corner and your safety have to come up and make a play, and they did not. I mean, every screen seemed to work for New England. Well, well, that's what the, Garrett was referring to, no defensive adjustments. Right. Well, you he know,
3: did a, the same thing over well, and over you know again. What, it though? says, well, they're, they're probably, they're, uh, Belichick and the staff on the sideline going, they haven't, Greg,
4: they're not they haven't doing changed a thing to us. Well, and Miles, he could throw Joe Woods under the bus in the coaching staff. He takes responsibility too for uh, his not peeling back and yeah, doing what he exactly. needs to do. You, as a player, have to make for a sure. play. I mean, if it's not scheme to stop that play, you got to shift gears in the middle of that play, and you got to get out on the back and bring him down. You know, and your your corner and your safety have to come up. And that wasn't the case. That's on the players too. You got to make a play.
5: They had 7 and 7 of those short passes for about 52 yards and you know and that's that's where you say okay they fold us once they don't fold us again but yes. they continually did over and over and the telltale sign was that first drive the browns take the 7-0 lead And the Patriots are driving. They get a holding penalty. How many times does that kill you? So they go to first and 20, and they get a 15 yard screen on the first play. And then again, they get down. They get the first down. They keep going. They get third and 13 after a seven yard sack, and they pick up the first down, and they get a touchdown. And it was just you knew you're in for a long day. Yeah, one thing I I
4: said in the pregame yesterday. Um, I said, Hunter Henry. L- I said, look out for Hunter Henry in the red zone. I think going into the game, he only had 27 catches, but just about every catch he makes is at a high leverage situation or in a high leverage situation. And two touchdowns in the red zone. If I could say that. <laughs> Why can't Joe Woods or Kevin Stefanski say that? John Johnson was on his heels on Hunter Henry's second touchdown. Get up on him, beat on him. Uh, you know, at the snap of the ball, make it difficult for him to get into his route. I mean, he just danced right around Johnson and Mac Jones. Before, before we go right back the to market. the yeah, before we go back to the
3: calls, just something about Miles Garrett. We all know he's a great player. I mean, there's, there's no dispute about that. Miles Garrett still needs to be a great leader and a great player. Um, I think everything, Fred, that we read um, and Carmen and and uh, uh, and Billy, um, everything that we read is always about how many sacks he has and his sack total and going after this record. I'm, you know, I'm already tired of that. I don't really care. I don't care if he gets a sack record for the 20 millionth time. Um, do something that will affect the game, be a leader in the game sit down with your defensive coordinator and say, you know, instead of throwing on them to the budget, did he go to him and say, you know what? They're doing this. Why don't we do this? Rather than whatever he does.
5: Yeah, um, Right? You're exactly right. <laughs> last year, the major difference, the sacks, it's kind of like I always say the Ed Carnosion home Ed, runs when Edwin it doesn't Edson. matter. Yeah. You know, last year, he got four strip sacks that every one of them was a game changer, like the Burrow game, he stripped. They got a fumble. They turned it into a score. None of those this year. And, again, no turnovers yesterday. This defense is not creating turnovers. There's only one turnover in the game, and it was a seven-point swing you know, for the Patriots. And so that is... That is on him. I know they're trying, but somebody—you got to make that happen. When that quarterback, when you hit him, you ought to be able to be strong enough to get it out of his hand yeah. by hitting it. Yeah. you know, before he throws
3: it. Yeah, I, I, like I just said, um, we all know he's great. Affect the game more, and if you complain, if, if things aren't getting done, then take command on the sidelines. Go to your coordinator. Go to the coaches and say, "Hey." Look at what they're doing. What do we need to adjust to that rather than, than bitch about it after the game and throw your coach under the bus? Great. Great. That really helped the whole situation yesterday, Miles. Wonderful job. Paul in Cincinnati. What's up, Paul?
1: Hey, uh, I, I, just, I just think they need to uh, go to Alex and tell, let him call the plays. And the, the second thing is I watch all these games and I've, every team has somebody. They clear yeah. the they clear the space and then the guy cuts underneath and they get ten fifteen yards. I mean, or or like uh, Kelce, uh, Kansas City,
11: you, you just
1: you just know what the hell. You, on third down and nine, he's going to be ten yards down the field somewhere, and they and they there's five guys always around him and they connect the uh, the pass. I, I don't get it, but I think Alex Van Pelt ought to be given a shot to call the play.
3: I think. Um, um... I think that wouldn't be a bad idea.
4: Ned Stefanski will never yeah, do that. Right. Never because do that.
3: Stefanski uh, adjusts well and you know, calls all great plays. Tony in South <laughs> Euclid. Tony, welcome to the show. <laughs> I think that
11: wouldn't be a bad
3: idea. Tony. Uh, do,
11: turn your radio uh, down. Turn your radio down, Tony. Okay, it's down. You know, thank you for my call. Let me just say this. we it, It's time that we start really looking where the problem really is. And the problem with this team is... Unfortunately, the quarterback Baker Mayfield is is not the quarterback to take us to the level that this team really is. Are you are
3: you driving by a Target so maybe you can stop in and go get one? Because how's that going to happen? You're going to win enough games that you're going to be in the middle. You're going to be in the middle of the of the draft next year. Where's that quarterback coming from, Tony?
11: Well, that that was my point. That's that's my point. If you let me if you let me talk. <laughs> I think what we need to start doing is is preparing, looking, searching, investigating, scouting what, what's out there because when we, I'm telling you, if we get locked in to this guy and we pay him the, uh, the ungodly amount of money that he, that he certainly doesn't deserve, we are going to be locked in and we're going to be back into another situation where we're saying, you know, five and five. You know, you know, just just the horrible situation. Well, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer, but i i can't I can tell you what 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 isn't the answer. And Baker Mayfield is not the well. I will tell you this.
3: I, I would agree with you that maybe now he has put himself in a bad situation to get paid. I will also tell you that if we're going after yet another quarterback, Tony, I don't know how old you are. You ain't seen another Super Bowl. You ain't going to see one Super hey, Bowl.
11: You know, but, but okay, well okay. If, if that's the and you're right, man. I've been struggling. With, I'm sixty three years old, and I've been struggling with this team every since I was able to know football. And I don't know the answer, guys, but we gotta get we gotta we can't get we can't get left to him, man. We're gonna be it's gonna be another uh, NBA Danny Ferry situation. <laughs> wow,
3: there's an analogy, Don't you, you gotta fly, maybe Brandon Wheaton. All right, two one six 216-578-1100. more of our post game autopsy Ugh, on this on News Radio WTAM eleven hundred. This winter, the high cost and demand for shovels, salt,
6: and snowblowers will lead many... I think I'd I'd just say we didn't uh, do a good enough job as coaches. We didn't do a good enough job as players. uh, Both, I tell you, from the run game to the first and second down pass game, the third down, red zone, you name it, uh, not up to par in, in any way.
2: Best Browns coverage on WTAM 1100.
3: Blah, 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 blah. That's all I can say. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome back, Brenda, with uh, Freddie Greetham of the Orange and Brown Report. Our handicapper, Billy Coleman, Carmen Angelo, and Seth, who's just finished his wonderful salad uh, behind the glass. It was good, yeah. You going to have dinner, too, later? Or? I am. Is this Is just like a pre-dinner, like a little Yeah, it was little a little snack, snack
9: for the show, and, time and time a, time. it's Chick-fil-A. Yeah, tonight.
4: our dinner tonight was comped. Really? Yes. I saw these Chick-fil-A boxes today. Uh, yeah.
9: Yes. If you buy chocolate chip cookies at uh, Chick-fil-A, they are donating money to Coach for Kids. Yes. Oh, that's great, awesome. Great that is
3: awesome. That is very so a awesome. big thank you to uh, Chick-fil-A. Very awesome. Nice, nice job. Nice job. Guys, okay. So um, I, I, I warned Fred and uh, and Billy, and so I'm going to warn you here, uh, Carmen. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. And I want to see. I'm just curious how you're going to answer this. All right? All right. Putting you on your spot, um, so I'll ask you first, Carmen. All right, go right ahead. The Browns are five and five. Yeah. Seven games left. What is their final record?
4: Ten and seven. Wow! I think they're going to win these next three. Believe Ten it or not, and
6: seven. Yeah. Okay, Billy. It's funny you're asking that question. I was just <laughs> looking at the schedule today, thinking to myself, and I came up with ten and seven as well. I, I think it might be a little bit of really? thinking. Well, you know they're going to have to. You know I'm thinking you lose one of two to Baltimore. That game at Christmas Day in Green Bay is going to be tough. Um, but you know you can you can beat Pittsburgh in the rematch. You can take Cincinnati out twice, and then you got the Las Vegas Raiders. So yeah, I think ten and seven is within reach, Freddie.
5: You know, i I was looking at it. Maybe a different. Didn't know where you're going with the schedule. I thought you were going to ask me about Baker Mayfield, the future of him. But I was. I think to make the playoffs, the best. The outside the worst you can do is ten and seven, and you have to go three and one in the remaining games in the AFC North and two and one in those non conference. I think that's achievable counting the losses the Packers and counting the loss one of the AFC games, probably one of the Ravens games. So I think they'll be nine and eight. Um nine and eight, which will mean they're out. They're out. Seth.
9: <laughs> well, I think we all know yeah, the answer.
4: <laughs> I just
3: wanted you to reaffirm. Oh, yeah. I affirm, five right? and 12.
4: <laughs> and if they keep playing like they did yesterday, they Seth, fine, you're fine. a lock. i want to
3: tell you something. i want to just tell you something. If Seth is right on this prediction. I think we just all go home. Hey, I don't think we ever do this show ever again. If 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 you're right, we will. We I'm in a petition that this show is never ever ever aired again.
4: (laughs) I want to ask him who's going to win the sixth out at Northfield because this guy darn near hit the Indians uh, over under on the number. Did he really? That is true. Yep. Wow. He said seventy-eight. I said seventy-eight.
3: Wow. Wow. Um, I think the Browns are going eight and nine. Hmm. I'm so down on them right now. I'll
4: tell you what: if they lose I, this week, oh if they boy. if they
3: lose to the Lions, <laughs> if, if okay, let me okay, let me let me just okay, let me re ask the question: if they lose to the Lions
4: this week, oh, it's going to be the Titanic. Yeah, I mean the bottom's going to fall out. Billy, Seth be close. I <laughs> <Yes. laughs> mean You said that. You actually
5: said that yesterday. Can you? There is no way they should. They will lose to the the Patriots yesterday with the roster and everything so yeah anything can happen I do think it helps them even though the Lions didn't win they didn't lose and so that got a little bit of the monkey off their back but I didn't want to play a team that was Owen Ten or zero and nine coming in this week,
3: guys. I again, I like I said, I think this team is devoid of leadership. I don't trust the coaching staff. I don't trust the players right now. Um, I don't trust anybody on the Browns. I honestly, I I think this is an organizational failure right now. And I don't know. Seriously, I'm asking a really serious question, Fred. How how do you trust anything? How do you trust anything? Positive on the Browns. What's going to make them right the ship? Not for one week. Not not if they go out. Oh, we, we beat the Lions, thirty three to ten. Um, what would make anyone believe that they're going to carry that over to the next week?
5: There has been no indication this right. year. I'm just going on last year, and it's not the same year. <laughs> the right. dynamics different. But you keep thinking, okay, last week they pulled it together when their back was to the wall, the OBJ thing. They galvanized. They played the best game of the year. And you thought you could carry that you know, from this point. And then they do that yesterday. So it's going to be the same type situation this week. You need to put it back together. And then you know what you have to do going forward. And Freddie,
4: do. what got them going last week early? A the turnover, turnovers. yes, they had a turnovers. on
5: that drive on yep. the first drive, right. If that one occurred, you could very argue it had been the same thing as happened with the Patriots, exactly, because it had been seven to nothing, and you would have been in a track meet. That was a fourteen-point swing, probably, and that, and that's why it's the turnover situation. And I keep going back to it: what created the turnovers? Sending guys on corner blitzes and sending jail breaks. I don't know why they're not why they didn't do that yesterday.
6: I don't know either. <laughs> you well, know, if we knew, we we would probably be. A, well, I mean, Joe Woods, we, if he's you know, not
5: good. Last yeah. week, he said when we talked to him, I was second guessing myself earlier in the season. Maybe I should be more aggressive. When we asked him what was so good about the Bengals game, and he said, "Really, you know, being more, more aggressive. aggressive." And then it's like. It's not so much turning the corner; it's being consistent and doing it over and over. And so I'm think, okay, they're getting it now. And you got what did you get JOK for? If it wasn't to to go get the go get the quarterback or you know go get that guy on the screen pass or whatever, you got three or four of those guys. Use them.
4: Yeah, you got JOK to do exactly that. Plus, cover the likes of a Mark Andrews or well, a Kelsey. I'll tell you the other thing too, guys. The thing that's so
3: horrible about this year is that we've lived through bad Browns teams for too many years. I mean, really. I mean, we've all we're all old enough to have seen. Way too much bad football here, bad Browns team. And I don't think we're all, we're not, you know what, I'm speaking for everybody. We're not dumb. I think anybody, and it's not just us. We're, everybody was talking about the legitimacy of this football team this year. Maybe not, you know, the the crazy Super Bowl uh, uh, talk. But we were going to go back to the playoffs again. Maybe do something in the postseason. And we're sitting here at 5-5. Five and five, And again, as I said at the beginning, I don't really care about what other teams are doing. Or where the league is, um, we're sitting here with a five and five team, and we're going. Who just got annihilated by a rookie quarterback? And you're going, what do I hang my hat on?
4: Count me guilty, because coming off that big win in Pittsburgh in the postseason last year, and then obviously that close loss to Kansas City, even though Mahomes got uh, got hurt, I was among those that were saying. Look, they could win the AFC this year. And even after we lost Game 1 against Kansas City, we gave them that game. I still was telling myself, we can make a run and win this thing. Not anymore. Yeah, the leadership, just, it just seems like it's lacking.
6: I think we touched upon it earlier who do you really identify as the you know, who's the leader? Who who really is standing out, you know, and, and, and showing that they're the one that's basically taking charge of things. And, you know, when when there's a hiccup that, you know, they're they're trying to help right the ship and this and listening to these press conferences week oh. after week, week oh. that, it really it, it really I hate to say it, it reminds me, it takes me back to the Freddie Kitchen days. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of the redundancy i it, it it I just tired of it. It's old. It's I old. mean
3: if I keep if I hear again about self-evaluation and looking in a mirror and got to do better again I mean I'm just so tired of listening to that mantra it's just it's aggravating Anthony in Cleveland Anthony welcome to the show
2: Hey Greg how are you
3: I'm great <laughs> good
2: look uh you know one of your um One of the folks on the panel says uh, we're going to go, what, 7 and and 10? Let me just say this. That's overly optimistic, and I'll tell you why. The Browns haven't beaten a team yet this season that I didn't expect them to beat. Just think about that, okay? They have massively underachieved, Greg. Absolutely. And I I was pretty... (laughs) I think pretty robust in the Browns coming into the season, just by virtue of how well they played last season. Likewise, but I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you. They, I've said it. they are just underachieved. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at yesterday's game, and I I don't like to indulge hyperbole, but you know what? Bill Belichick just massively outcoached uh, Kevin Stefanski yesterday, mm-hmm. and and I don't use that to I don't say that too often, but that's what happened. Hey
4: Anthony, give Josh McDaniels a lot of credit there too, my friend.
3: Oh, he just he well, oh he schooled him.
2: It, well, you know it starts with Bill Belichick. The, the, the other thing, and maybe this is just me, and I know I know Baker Mayfield is beaten up on all of that stuff, and and. But is any one of these quarterbacks, and, and again, maybe it's just me, as any one of these quarterbacks can throw the deep ball with any accuracy,
3: <laughs> I I I you know at times you can, at times you can't. Um I have no idea what was the matter with uh, Baker Mayfield yesterday. Maybe because he didn't practice much. Uh maybe the foot was bothering him more than he, that he than he thought. Uh I will say this that um after the game yesterday would you say Fred that he wasn't as adamant about I'll be here, I'll be ready to play next Sunday again. He said I'm banged up.
5: Yeah. Um Coach was asked again about him. Said he's day to day, but he said I expect him to be ready for for Sunday's game, and so I wouldn't should, even play him. Well, you know that that's kind of the question. You know, is that you're kind of in a do or die situation? Are you better off to go back to Case Keenum, try to get a win against the Lions, and get Mayfield as healthy as possible for the two games with the Ravens? You know, you got the buy right in between them. Yeah, he's not right, and that's not the whole problem. But it is a domino effect because I contend you cannot run the quarterback sneak with a bum shoulder because you're going to get hit. I contend he cannot run his play action because they know, you know, running out of the pocket. And I also contend he can't really scramble because of that situation where, like J.J. Watt hit him from behind. And that's where he re-injured. And so, and even throwing it deep, they're not putting him in that position because it takes a little more time and, you, and you're not. You can't develop
6: it. So. so what can he do? So what can he do then? Now that you rattle off all the things that they're not going to have him do, I mean, you know, well, he's, he's not going to sneak. He's not going to do this. They need to get someone there that's going to be able to do some something. Well, or at least attempt Case, it.
3: I, you know, here's the reality of this. Case Keenum is a fine backup. He's limited, though. If you're asking Case Keenum to do a lot of things outside of what his comfort level is. It's going to be even worse.
4: Well, he's very comfortable, though. Again, in this offense, I mean, he ran it in Minnesota, and uh, Billy, very well. and, yeah, very well. He had uh, his last year, in it, he had twenty-two touchdowns and seven interceptions. And Billy, Freddie, and Greg. I mean, we trusted Case Keenum against the Denver Broncos. Why not trust him against the winless Detroit Lions? Well, yeah,
3: I mean, but 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 after that, then. Uh, would you seriously? Would you trust Case Keenum to beat the Ravens twice? Would you? Well, be, would let, you be, trust Case Keenum to beat the Steelers and the Bengals? Would you trust Case Keenum to beat the L. A. Raiders? My would point, you tra- trust him to beat the Green Bay Packers? My Not point, my point is,
4: let let uh, Baker convalesce this week, you know, and then if that's the case, you put Baker back out there if he's feeling all right. Well, so in other words, buy,
5: buy him, Try to buy him a week. Yes.
4: And, and well, they see. did
5: that though with the Broncos, and you argue you might as well just stayed with Case because. Baker came out and laid an egg against the Steelers after you know, resting a week. And it's obvious to me the coaching staff feels that even a banged up Baker puts him in a better gives him a better chance to win than Case Keenum or they would have done that. And so I'll I'll be surprised if they choose to go the Keenum route this week if 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 Mayfield, if they feel he can play. But he's not he's not playing up to speed. And if you're gonna Put yourself out there. You have to perform and not use that as a crutch, you know, because I know he's got a lot on the line, but it's just his play is, has been as inconsistent as the team has been, and it's a direct reflection, you know, on his play.
3: Uh, Ivan in Cleveland. What's up, Ivan? How you doing? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, there. Listen to me. We
12: want Baker Mayfield to be the star of this team. In the playoffs last year against Kansas City, when we're known as a running team, we didn't give Hunt the ball until the second half because we want Baker Mayfield to be the star of this team, if we're honest. In the last two games that we've played in the red zone, I mean like five yards or less, we come up with these little cute plays yep. yeah, and whatever it is. We lead the league in rushing. We want Baker Mayfield to be the star of this team. Uh, the, the, the Cleveland Browns, like you have teams that have tradition and history, Pittsburgh, all these different teams. You know what our, our tradition is as set by Paul Brown? It's called Marion Motley, Jim Brown. Uh, uh, Leroy Kelly, uh, Mack and Biner and the Pruitts and Chubb and Hunt, but we want Baker Mayfield to be the star of this team. So when it comes down to the the, the running game, they'll run and whatever it is, and it looks like we're going to win, so we say what we really want is we want the game to end with Baker throwing a bomb or whatever it is. Here's the, here's the choice that Baker Mayfield has. He can either be one of two things. One of three things. I'm giving three. One of three things. He can either be Johnny Manziel, or he can be uh, Frank Ryan, or maybe if, if we see something different, he can be himself. But really and truly, he has a choice between Frank Ryan and Johnny Manziel. Hey, so Frank
4: Ryan does, won a
5: championship. Yeah, I'll take that. I would but take Frank. That's what I'm saying. I would take yeah. Frank Ryan, and I push back that a little. And have PhD
3: in math too. Yeah. So. I
5: push back a little on that from the aspect they put their money in the offensive line and the two running backs. You know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb by extending them, he's in the cockpit, and I think he's put himself now in a position where he's not going to get top dollar because nope. because they no. feel like we have shown you. OBJ doesn't want to play here, so we're going to take that money and give it to the guards. And we're going to have an offensive line, and we can put a quarterback in there that can manage the game. And if you don't want to do that at whatever it is, 30 million a year, whatever, even yeah. that's high, right. yeah. then we're going to go get somebody else because we have youth signed through 2022. And unless we can find somebody better... You're going to be the the manager, of the Frank Ryan. I
3: mean, I got to fly, but great stuff, buddy. Appreciate yeah. the call. Um, you know, I, we have gotten ourselves so concerned with, um, and I think the media plays a big part in it. How much guys are getting paid, max deals, uh, how many sacks somebody has. Um, we're getting we're getting um, all of this ancillary BS stat stuff rather than. We just go win a football game. Can we win two in a row? Can we beat a team that we're supposed to beat? Can we not let a, a rookie quarterback uh, beat beat our butt? Can, I mean, maybe the best coach in the NFL outcoached us, but not only out coached us. I mean, seriously, um, we don't. We've never seen Belichick laugh much. He's got a, He had to go into that office with his coaching staff yesterday after the game and laugh his butt off.
6: And the only thing with with the gentleman, the last caller. The one thing that I want to mention, I don't know if we necessarily want Baker Mayfield to be a star, but to have some consistency. So on a weekend and week out basis, you have, you know, you kind of have an idea of what you're going to be getting. It's all over the map, and there's no consistency to it, and and it shows in the team's overall play.
4: Well, with this offense, he doesn't have to be a star, I right? Mean, if, you know, when Chubbs healthy and Kareem Hunt's healthy, all he's got to do is Manage just make game. Sure don't throw the ball into the belly of the opponent, and you're all right. <laughs> I think they're gonna lose the alliance.
3: All right, we'll, we'll come back two one six five. You imagine 1100 eight eleven hundred two one six five seven eight eleven hundred. I'm just looking at Seth here. Seth, I got a question. Oh uh, yes. Do you like pop tarts? Um, chocolate ones. Okay, I just just had a question. All right, I just I don't know. Just came to my mind <laughs> with your with strange eating habits. And yeah, now you, I'm chewing on a straw.
4: He yeah, loves you, a Pen. You're well, chewing on a straw? a pen. Sometimes he chews on the cord from his headphones. I would chew on like a pixie stick and just get all that sugar in me.
9: No, I got a pen right now. Okay.
3: All right. Uh, Julie's got news next, I think. We'll come back with more here on News Radio. <laughs> WTAM 1100.
7: Greg. Bill signing day at the White House and members of Congress from both parties came together in person to watch President Biden signing the bipartisan infrastructure deal on the South Lawn this afternoon. The president delivering remarks beforehand.
5: Despite the cynics, Democrats and Republicans can come together and deliver results.
7: Meanwhile, the nation's top infectious disease expert says fully vaccinated Americans should feel good about having rather normal Thanksgiving and Christmas. Dr. Anthony Fauci also told the Bipartisan Policy Center that ending the pandemic depends on getting folks vaccinated and making sure they have a booster shot. And tonight at midnight is the deadline to apply for child tax credit payments. The IRS says those who make the deadline may just get all the money they were owed this year in one lump sum. And the ATF has announced a reward of up to five Five thousand dollars for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the people responsible for the burglary at atlantic gun and tackle located at 5425 northfield road in bedford heights authorities say that early in the morning on friday november 12th several unknown suspects drove a vehicle into the front of the gun store entered and stole seven firearms anyone with information is asked to call the atf or bedford police your traffic and weather is together mornings and afternoons here's olivia
8: from the Elk, and Elk traffic center if you were injured because of medical malpractice call 1-800-ELCOPIO an accident closing 77 South between 271 and Wheatley Road that has you backing up almost to Miller Road The 271 South ramp to 77 South is closed as well. An accident cleared 480 West after Broadway, but still stop and go back to Miles Road. This report is
0: sponsored by Mattress Firm. Bags under your eyes? That's junk sleep. And Mattress Firm can help. Shop the Black Friday sale and save up to $500 on top-rated brands you'll love, like Sleepy's. Plus, pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase.
8: Olivia Musica, WTAM, traffic at 1100 a.m. and 106.9 FM. Your three news, weather, mostly cloudy skies. We still have a chance of
7: snow overnight, possible leftover flurries. The low will be in the 30s. For Tuesday, partly sunny, highs in the upper 40s headed to the 60s for Wednesday. I'm Julie Holiday. Your next news is at the top of the hour and anytime on Facebook or Twitter at WTAM 1100.
2: He's covered conflicts all around the world. Libya, Afghanistan,
7: Iraq, getting
6: shot at. But-
4: See any bad things? I don't think we you go in practicing uh, things and not getting them corrected during the week in practice. I think uh, I mean we didn't didn't count on like we were supposed to. You no, know, we didn't stop the bleeding and they, and they kept on attacking where we were where we weren't uh, where
2: we were deficient. Best Browns coverage on WTAM eleven
3: hundred. Da 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 da. You know, I don't say this to rub it in. I'll probably say it more because I'm old. But um, I saw the '64 championship game live, guys, and if that's what I, um, if that's um, the end all, be all, end all, then it will be the end all, be all, end all. Um, I feel sorry for those who grew up after that game and have never um, have seen a championship, and may never, and may never will. I mean, honestly, I honestly the thing. I'll put it this way, guys. Um, Carmen first, and then we'll we'll go around the corner. I really thought, after seeing what happened last year, and last year was kind of a screwy year with COVID and everything, and it's still obviously it's still a player um, that we were truly on a path that we hadn't seen for a long time, like since the '80s, that was going to lead us. Maybe not ultimately winning it, but but we were going to be on the path that we had with Bernie in the 80s that we played in three AFC championship games. And that we would have, we, you know, if you're playing in the AFC championship game, you got a shot. It's a 50-50 shot of going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you, now... I don't know where we are. I'm not. I'm not encouraged at
4: all, Greg. I drank the Kool Aid. I admitted earlier in the show. I thought, you know, coming off that loss at Arrowhead last year, that we had a very good chance to win the AFC this year. And even after we lost the KC in week one, I still said I looked around this conference and I said, who really is better than us? Boy, I was. I was sadly, sadly mistaken, Billy. Bill. I mean, yeah. I, how do you feel? Yeah. I thought uh
6: you know with the offense of all the weapons and everyone that we had coming back and intact, and we saw great signs last year with the offense that hey this that, that that's in place, and then I was actually really excited um in the off season i th- I thought with the the players that we picked up in the secondary and on the line um my only my main concern was, and I talked about it earlier um in the season was that with the defense, when you get a lot of different talent and you assemble a lot of different talent, it doesn't always turn out to be the best talent unless you can get it to gel and get that chemistry. There's a lot to be said for chemistry. And it it seemed like it was starting to come around about the, the Chicago game, even though it was Justin Fields, and then they played the Minnesota game, and then all of a sudden we went out to L.A., and then they they threw 47 on us, and, and then it's just been in turmoil since. So I, I just... I. I Can't get a pulse. So I guess that's the discouraging part. I thought the defense at some point, it would take about seven, eight games, but then it would be somewhat consistent moving forward.
3: Two things, the L.A. Chargers have been pretty pedestrian since that Browns game. Secondly, and the one thing that, and Fred, I remember saying this when we did the Countdown to Kickoff show. I could not totally, I could not understand, I couldn't, I didn't really, I couldn't rationalize why people were anxious about this team playing the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, who had really not played in the NFL. In the, I'm going, if we're afraid of Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, we got an issue um, obviously, they they took care of business as they should have against a a quarterback who hasn't really played. But Fred, I, I'm right now. I'm not drinking the my, the Kool Aid. Just spilled out. I'm not drinking any Kool Aid right now.
5: Well, I think the hesitation was they hadn't shown they could stop a mobile quarterback, and they really haven't other than that rookie. But I think logically, I look back to last year, I was in Kansas City, I didn't feel that was a Super Bowl team because the defense was really bad. Yeah. I mean, they gave so up Dayho 26, safety. Six, 26 <laughs> points a game, it was smoke and mirrors, they did take the ball away.
4: You had undrafted free agents playing corner.
5: Yeah, and... and and so I thought coming in the season, you brought back your offense intact with a second year and an off season in the offense, and the adjustments they made in the second half of last year with Baker Mayfield in the offense, they really looked good in the second half. There's no reason not to think with an off season they would be even better this year, putting up at least thirty points a game on an average. So the defense just had to be a little better than it was last year. Last year, they gave up 26 a game. If you could get it down to the low 20s. Well, the offense has not been what it should be week after week. You can say what you want about the defense, but I think it's all on the offense. The offense still has to put points on the board on a consistent basis. And so all the way around, it's disaster. You know, there's about eight to ten of us on the staff at the Orange and Brown Report, and all of us independently put our season predictions in. And everyone, everyone did twelve and five. Me too. And and now you'd have to go seven and zero to be twelve and it five. It ain't happening. No, I know it's not happening. Right. But it's not that we're all buying the Kool Aid as far as thinking that. Right. I mean, you logically look at last year and you go, okay. They should be better than last year when you're 11 and 5. Is it a big thing to say, okay, be 12 and 5? I didn't think so, but here we are, 5 and 5.
4: Kind of reminiscent of the 1980 season heading into 1981. Remember how much optimism there was? 5 and 11. Yep, 5 and 11.
3: (laughs) (laughs) After that, yeah. Seth? Red Ride 88.
4: Well, I would just like to point out that
9: the uh, sports guys, um, let's see, Fred covering the Browns, Greg had been doing this for. A million years. Yes, yeah, so dirt was around. Um, Billy, a handicapper. Carmen's still basically playing on the edge football team. <laughs> and the uh, the one guy who's not the sports guy, pick 5-12. and
4: uh, Kind of like the girl in the office pool for March Madness. <laughs> so that's right. She I
9: the, saw been this, been this coming. The colors of the teams. Right? Yes. Yes. I saw this coming. Brain I knew it was all yellow. smoking I like last green.
3: <laughs> and, I knew and, and, it um but you know you know Fred you were right i mean i mean all of us just said you know god this really is shaping up to being legitimate there was nothing there was nothing there was nothing illegitimate about it there was it was very logical as to what was going on right and then oh my god i just i just sit back and go what in the world
5: the the downside is is like a few years ago the Eagles went all and got a bunch of big name guys on special on defense and they were calling themselves the dream team and I think they ended up about five hundred. I didn't really see these guys all going all like that, but that's kinda what's happened. They just haven't pulled together and the offense hasn't taken the next step. You know, they have had injuries, they have it, but every team has that and it's just just for whatever reason, has not come together. And logically, Kevin Stefanski, Joe, they all should have got better. And everybody was worried about the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have been sleepwalking so far. And there's still really no emerging team. I mean, Tennessee, but you keep looking, you don't have Derrick Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's
4: gone, yeah. Who's
5: who's 40 plays on your offense. Yeah,
3: You know what, guys? The players have... have certainly underachieved, the coaching staff has gotten worse. It really has. There's no defense. You can't, argue. you can't argue the other side of that. You can't. You can't tell me that Stefanski and all of his, uh, his, his partners are doing a better job. They are not. There's, you, you don't have an argument.
4: Well, I mean, you look at Joe Woods, uh, the first couple weeks of the season, you wondered where that aggressiveness was. And then you look at those back-to-back games. I mean, heck, we go into Minnesota, and they dominate. And then they go down to Cincinnati last week, and they they dominate. He was aggressive. And then all of a sudden, it just vanished.
3: I, I, I don't get it. All right. Um, hopefully, the traffic will be vanishing as uh, we try to make it home today here as we have traffic and weather together. Olivia has got the traffic. Olivia, did you enjoy that Browns game yesterday?
8: I did not watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard it wasn't great though. No, it was
3: not. No, that no, was you you were better <laughs> Good off job. not Trust me, you were better off not watching it. Good Pro- job. Probably. Were you reading
4: your Kindle?
8: Uh no, I was not. I making had, cheddar
4: I, broccoli soup. Maybe? No, no. Uh
8: not not this year, not yet. Okay. I have, a lot of books to get to, though. Ah,
4: continue. <laughs> gotcha.
8: Okay. From the Elk & Elk Traffic Center, if you were injured because of medical malpractice, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Accident cleared up 480 West after Broadway, still backing up to Miles Road. You have an accident closing 77 South between 271 and Wheatley Road. Traffic stopped from Miller. The 271 South ramp to 77 South closed as well, so just avoid that area right now. This report
0: is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Bags under your eyes? That's junk sleep. And Mattress Firm? can help shop the black friday sale and save up to five hundred dollars on top rated brands you'll love like sleepies plus pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase
8: olivia musica wtm traffic at 1100 a.m and 106.9 fm
7: possible leftover flurries the overnight low will be in the 30s and for your tuesday partly sun highs in the upper 40s headed to the 60s for wednesday
3: yeah uh, yeah, I, I Munch has texted us. Yes. By the way, is Olivia reading that uh, Ulysses S. Grant biography, I think? She may be. I think she is. I think <laughs> she is. Uh, <laughs> I think that she loves history.
4: So, you know what?
3: I, yeah, wanna... I knew Munch was going to text us at some point.
4: But he kind of, he he's misinformed here because he was not the only one that said the Browns were going to lose yesterday. Did you say that? Yes, I said they were going to lose 27 to 14, I believe. Oh, that's
5: right, you did. Yes. You are okay. correct, sir. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so,
3: Munch, make a revision. All right. Like I said, I'm picking the Browns to lose every game here on out. So, Seth. Uh, thank you. Do, so <laughs> <laughs> We're together. I can't believe I'm saying that. And I can't believe me and Seth are together. That's the yes. other thing. Well, uh, you both went to Ignatius. That, no, true. That's true. That's true. That's our only common bond. Uh, Don in Orville. Don, welcome to the show. Don. Don. Going once, going twice, Donnie. Later. Sorry, John. Uh, John in South Euclid. What's up, John? Hey,
1: what's up? How you doing, Carmen? Seth, everybody. Um, There's one thing you guys are forgetting that Triv preached for the last, since Baker's been here. Baker is a very average quarterback. Unless you have a team running um, on full cylinders where they're 100% When's the last time you even remember when Baker had a come-from-behind victory? Okay, Joe, and you know, years. that's
3: all well and good, so who you want to get? Uh, how, how in the world are you going to get uh, that great quarterback? What's going to happen? What, I don't, what celestial uh, that, that, uh, uh, I thing is going to no happen?
1: Lessons. I don't say I have no lessons, but you see these other quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, in their careers, they have come-from-behind victories when their teams are hurt. This man will never bring you there. I don't have
3: the answer. and all I'm saying, if he, if he truly, and if he isn't the answer, John, and that's certainly a possibility. Um, good luck. Good, look, good luck. Good luck in finding that Super Bowl. Because I'm going to tell you something, John. You're never
5: going to see it.
1: Well, once the last. Come from behind victory that you have. I'm to not. I'm team. not
3: debating that.
5: Last October against Cincinnati. the Bengals, he yeah. threw a touchdown, let him down, hit People's Jones. You know, in the seventh game, to get that 37-34. But you're right. I mean,
3: so I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's that that's the thing. But everybody says, oh, he's not the quarterback. So you're gonna win. You're gonna be a 500 team. You're gonna be in the middle of the draft, and you're gonna get the next uh, Tom Brady. Well, how, that how's a, that gonna hmm. happen?
4: But again, though he doesn't have to be a star in this offense, and you have two bell cows like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, just don't turn the ball over, don't throw it to the opponent. You'll be all right. You know, being a game manager, he's not going to get thirty-five to forty million, Freddie. But uh, again, he doesn't have to be a superstar, and
3: and you can't have. I mean, I mean, yesterday he was bad. Um, Even with the. Patriots defense playing great against the Browns and and them doing offensively. It was probably an unwinnable game. I mean, wouldn't you think Fred, like, I mean, we knew pretty well by, wouldn't you think this end of the second quarter by halftime, they were not going to win that yeah, game. Yeah, the
5: avalanche was falling. Yeah, and, and we were
3: going to win that game.
5: That's, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I've asked a lot of the players, we can ask Josh Cribbs that in the next hour. It's like, would you? Is it almost? Would you almost rather just lose eight to seven or forty-five to seven? It's a loss, so yeah. get blown out and start. You know, yeah, everything went wrong, and everybody's ready to jump off the cliff. And you could see him come right back this week and play
4: great. And you know what? I, I mean, give that um, New England Patriots defense some credit. Okay, their front's pretty good. I mean, J.C. Jackson's going to, he might be on the all pro team, Mm -hmm. Freddie. Age
5: NFL and interception.
4: Yeah, I mean, he and Trayvon Diggs with the Cowboys are out of this world. And Christian Barmore, I'm not criticizing Bill Belichick, but when he decides to let that kid loose, look out.
3: Billy, I would rather lose eight, uh, guys, and Billy, I would rather lose eight to seven, and I'll tell you why. Because at eight to seven, I know I can go back and probably go through a hundred things that I could have done or didn't do or whatever, and that's a great conversation. When you get trashed like you did yesterday, it means that you went into a game where nobody was prepared and you gave
6: up. Well, and that's what it looked like, that they just basically gave up right. after a while. And it as I mentioned earlier, New England wasn't doing anything super fancy. You Screen, a little misdirection here and there. And, you know, they just kept going up and down the field, even with their backup quarterback. I mean, it was embarrassing. It was totally embarrassing. You're paying guys
3: all this money to get their butt kicked and then, you know, Stefanski this week, I'm sure on Wednesday or Thursday, will be urging fans to be in the stadium by uh, game time and cheer their team on and be the 12th man. How about just doing your freaking job, you know, and getting the team ready? Billy, we got to roll.
6: All right. We got to hold you. Uh, they can give me a shout at 440 829 9876. That's 440 829 9876. Things are heating up. We're 68 and 51, 57% in college and passing wow, combined good, this year. Good job. So we're looking to keep that rolling this weekend. And big news uh, check in uh, the call in on uh, Thursday at 520. Ohio State. Michigan State. We're going to have something special oh! going on this weekend. This party always gives a buck as a tough game, though. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they do. much they, they, so, They're getting a ton of points. Let yeah. me
4: be the first to say that the Big Ten has been the most overrated conference in the country in the last 60 years. Yeah,
6: uh, well, yes. And I couldn't believe how many guys, how many teams they had in the top uh, 25 at one point this year. Billy, so.
3: great, great job, buddy. See you next week. Thanks, Alright, we got uh, all kinds of stuff. And Julie with the news coming up. And then uh, Mr. Cribs, here on News Radio WTAM 1100.
13: Hey, Cleveland is Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. You've turned a rush for guidance and understanding. Yeah, I mean, it got out of hand pretty quickly. Um, to be honest with you, after coming out of halftime, we felt good about, you know, rolling down a uh, few scores and to be able to, defense got a stop and we just, you know, stood our toe on that drive. So we, it would have been a different ball game if we can execute coming out there on that first drive in the second half. Um, and it's just momentum at that point. And, uh, you know, they're able to milk the clock, and they did a great job today uh, of that, taking care of the football, which we didn't, obviously. The, the pick almost returned for a touchdown. So it just things like that um, in a momentum game on the road against a, a well-coached team like that, um, you, you got to seize those moments, and uh, and that's, that's when it gets out of hand.
2: Best Browns coverage on WTAM 1100.
3: Welcome back. Brenda with you, along with Freddie Greetham of the Orange and Brown Report. Carmen Angelo of the Carmen Angelo Report. Hello. <laughs> Seth Williams of the Seth Williams Report. The 5 and 12 uh, Report. The, <laughs> fi- the 5 and 12 Report. And the Salad Report. <laughs> and the Salad Report. Josh Cribbs will be joining us mo- momentarily. You I don't think need- he wants to come
4: in. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I was debating taking a I, sip there. I, day I don't blame
3: Josh. I, I'm Whatever. I don't blame Josh.
4: I'll tell you, for three hours, it was a nightmare for me between one and, say, about yeah. ten after four. Right. And then some semblance of normalcy and greatness returned as I went and watched a youth hockey game. Yeah, yeah. It's it
5: three hours it. you never get back in your life. And that's you got for that sure. Right. So I, I got this text. It must be some
3: name is Wally Morton. Is that? I know. Craig Morton. Uh, okay. Uh, and he's, it says, CSU Wally, disappointed to hear your overwhelmingly negativity. You could never be on my 22 championship teams with that attitude. No, because I would never quit on a team like the Browns did yesterday. You know? Or. I don't know. Maybe I've been watching since 1964. How many years is that? Let's see. see. Uh, I've been watching uh, 55 years. 57. 57 years of not winning anything. All right? That's math. 50. (laughs) Or something like that. Anyway, so excuse me, or the fact that the Browns literally have not been relevant since 1989. It's so
4: 1989, the nine six and one year, and yeah. still advanced to the AFC yeah, title. Game. Yeah, with
3: Bernie got a, a contraption on his finger. Right. Um, so sorry if uh, our football team has been inept for three decades, thirty years, guys, thirty years. It's been inept, oh, and God. finally we think they're on the right track, and they and they decide to to be uh, abnormal in a year. And, and again, they're five and five. I think they're under five hundred, and they're certainly not going to the playoffs this year.
5: Well, I likened it to we're going back to last year. I likened it to the eighty-five. I said this on the show over and over that last year to me was like the eighty-five. I remember Browns it well, when Bernie right? was a rookie. They yep. snuck in the playoffs at eight and eight, but you knew that team was on their way. Last year, they snuck into the playoffs kind of in the last week. They, I thought getting that experience, I didn't really even expect them to win a playoff game. They won a playoff game, and they went to the second round. But I thought, okay, now they got a taste of it, and this team is headed on the right, just like that 85 team you knew was going to be good, and they went to three AFC championship games. I really expected that. To be where this was, if they got the defense fixed. Thought they did get it fixed, and so far it really hasn't been fixed. Guys, I, don't, I, I, go ahead. I'm
4: sorry. I don't mean to digress, but you go back to that 8 and 8 year Bernie's rookie year and that game at the Orange Bowl where I think it was 21 yeah, to they 3 at the Browns.
3: I thought the Browns were going to win. They were up with 21 to 3 at halftime. Yep.
4: I and they're going to win. Do you remember what changed the tone of that game when Ron Davenport ran over Don Rogers? Do you remember oh, that oh, play? I don't
3: remember that.
4: Did he? He got to the second level and he trucked Don Rogers. Wow! And it was like a newfound hope came over that Dolphins sideline, and then it was downhill from there.
3: I, you know what? I that's a game I want to rewatch one of these days. Sure. I need, I need to rewatch. It's been so long. Um, I'd love to rewatch that entire game and see, um, what happened. You know, in the you know, as watch that second half unfold, um. And see you know ultimately, they would have ended up had they won that game, they would have played New England um who ended up beating Miami and who ended up playing the eighty five
5: bears. <laughs>
4: What was For it the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, Elliot uh, didn't he say that Eason should have been wearing a skirt during that Super Bowl? <laughs> something. Was like that.
5: that fifty-five to ten or something? Yes. Yeah, afterwards. yeah, yeah. That was the both. Humidity.
4: Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka got killed. I don't know. Seriously, field.
3: guys, if the Browns had gone to that Super Bowl, they would have lost, but oh, yeah. they would not have been annihilated by the Patriots. I don't think.
4: By the, I don't, by they the would Bears? have not
3: been. They would have not been embarrassed by the Patriots. Bernie would have never. They would have had a. They would have had a game plan where they they would have lost convincingly but they would not have been embarrassed by the by the 85 bears
5: no and that team was kevin mack ernest beiner both thousand yard rushers you know and the blueprint was there you know as far as in that's what i saw coming and so far obviously i don't see anything you know unless they show me wrong that changing in yeah. this year
3: jack and Cantone. what's up jack Hello, gentlemen. Uh, I'll make it quick. You know, one thing I can say that,
1: that's common with Kevin Stefanski, Eric Mangini, Butch Davis, they all say the same thing after an embarrassing loss. Well, we got outcoached. Uh, we got beaten every aspect of the game. When, when, when does that stop for this team? You
3: when have, you when they stop so getting outcoached.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's now, when it the, stops. The, I mean... So so what? Monday through Saturday, they, they don't they don't watch film. They don't. I mean, <sighs> did, did you did you not think that Bill Belichick, arguably the best coach in the NFL ever, was not going to be prepared? Right. Would not find the Achilles' heels that we would have. Right. To, and that, got And And once again, once again, you hear the same thing. Well, Nick Chubb was out. We lose one player, and everything goes to pot. It, I mean, to say, say this game is a is a, as a, as a, as a, a yeah, playoff team is a joke.
3: Well, we got a lot we got a lot of issues jack um Josh
14: Cripps is here, and I don't think he liked what he just heard well i am gonna just chime in because you know we were down um both running backs, and then uh Ernest Johnson showed out uh, last year and this year and uh our, what one thing that the Browns boast is depth. And they played a the, 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 uh, an atrocious game, and I had to. I was guilt going back and forth with Reggie Langhorn and Metcalf, and all they could say that was good about the Patriots were Belichick. They weren't naming players. They was like, "Man, because you can't, right?" <laughs> but I didn't. Oh, and I still can't. That I, I just, that's an anomaly. For me. I can't wrap my well, head around. How that. about
4: Josh McDaniels making uh Ramondre Stevenson a stud, you know, and utilizing his personnel correctly?
14: It was more so Josh McDaniels against Joe Woods in my eye. Yes sir. Than a Belichick. You know, overall, even though he's under him. And I look at that because I didn't have no faith in I'ma just say it and I had to apologize to him like in every outlet I could, um uh, Mac Jones. I just thought against our Browns defense, Fred, we were going to crush this kid. We were going to let him have it. Miles um, Garrett, if you look at how he was sacking, I thought it was going to be more of that. Like they was going to come after him, do more different type of blitzes, and that he Why wouldn't didn't make they? the necessary throws. Why didn't they? It seems like every time they was about to get to him, he let go of the ball, the timing routes. He was efficient. He did what was coached. He threw it to the open receiver. Sometimes he was double covered, and they made plays. This no-name team came together and made plays against a, a very good Browns team. Now, the Browns, are, I want to kind of bring us back to reality. The Browns are 5-5. Five and five. Let's kind of take a breath and say... Where were they a few years ago? At this point, well, we went one thirty-one because right, we were just crying over just a win, though. I I, I agree, but I I, and we can stay in this moment. I don't mean to do that. I I know, you know,
3: two years ago is two years ago, right?
14: Absolutely. Today is today is five and five
3: with 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 seven games left, Um, and quite honestly, which is huge in the NFL. Seven, but honestly. I I, I asked this question, Josh. I I got let me ask this question first. Go back and pick the worst game you ever played in and ask your, and tell me why it happened. I'm sure you played in a game where you just got annihilated. How does that happen?
14: It's a it's a it's a it's a several things that go into that. But it starts with coaching. And game plan. We played arguably. Oh my goodness! Can we arguably say that? In in about ten to fifteen twenty years, uh, Belichick will be her- heralded as the greatest coach ever and be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. And people walk past like, you want to see a hell of a coach? It and they'll make a statue out of it. So we played the best coach ever in the world. He's like the Jim Brown of players, but he's a coach. And. Coach Stefanski in his second year, he had uh, rookie head coach of the year, and I I, I I agree with you. I was more upset at our pl- our game plan. Now I understand. Look, Stefanski is a great guy. He takes full responsibility every time he wants, and that's not never the issue. He he, it's the issue for me is that, and it's kind of along, along the lines of what you said. I'm not sure the game plan. Like we were even in the same ballpark game plan wise as they were and that's the problem because i'm related to this we have the best our our the ingredients of our team is fine dining but we keep getting carry out (laughs) (laughs) like the cook a bit of these you understand right we have these ingredients we got filet mignon But I'ma chop up that fillet and I'ma give you a, a uh I mean, you am I'm gonna put it in microwave. Yeah, a you're gonna in microwave. I'm gonna put this fillet in a microwave. But you will give it to you. Right. That way. Right. right. And and it don't matter if you got the greatest ingredients, the farm the table. Who is the cook? So I'm not saying I, I think it's still more J- Josh Daniels and um Joe Woods. I um I think uh, Stefanski, you know, you got to go back to the drawing board a little bit. I think he got to expand on his game plan. Um, I had to take a wuss moment. I was super. I, I felt like a player. My wife had to calm me down. She was like, "Yeah, maybe you should uh, turn the television off." <laughs> No, cause you're acting like, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. She's like, no, no, cause you're acting like you did, you know, like at halftime when you're losing. You come, you know, the doctor said, Josh. And I'm like, the doctor said what? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm emotional, and that's what sometimes I have to do. I have to like pull myself back, just like you just said, Carmen. I was listening in the car. Mm-hmm. You said you had to watch a, a, a hockey game to kind of. De- de- get back to normal yeah Reset And get back to some normalcy because we are all as fans emotionally invested and that's not a bad thing it's just we came from so far and we got this great team we got the best ingredients and we keep getting carry out i i went, we went to fine dining we we it took us so long to get to drive to this this uh this great restaurant that the line the waiting line is around the room, is around the block we in there we get our meal and it's, it's it's carry out. We could have got it down the street. I, I think the thing that
3: really got to everybody was you were beaten by a rookie quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you were beaten <laughs> when by you a rookie. Say that
14: it, it kind of boils my blood. You were beaten a by a rookie quarterback, and Seven nothing other
3: than the Johnson. Nothing that anybody did for the Browns, either side of the ball, was worth a crap. I mean, it was just a it was a beat down of by a bunch of guys that. <laughs> You you know you couldn't you couldn't name right. ten you couldn't name ten New England Patriot so, players. So
14: I go back on TV and, and and then I got I have to hear the players say, "See Belichick," and, and, and I couldn't just fathom the fact that I I, I assumed we were going to overcome that because when the, when it comes down to coaching, you could still you still got to call the play. They still got to execute. And I thought when it came to execution, we just matched up well against this football team, and. And it's funny that at that moment when it, when the score was getting away from the team, I thought of Seth in that moment. <laughs> I was like, God blasted! <laughs> Seth is probably uh, taking chugging a beer like. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I told him, and he and kind of, every you know. So I I turned it off at eventually, but it was it's kind of, and I was still following electronically, and I, I was this I was this sad because I know the players. Sometimes when you lose like that, Fred. It, it, they they question if we gave up. You know, they question, you know, our fans would leave our stadium back in the day. And they would kind of question, like, man, them guys look like they gave up because the fans were still are still there. But when you keep losing and then it it comp- compiles, like you're not playing as good as you did in the first quarter. Dang, they just scored three in five minutes. It's like, wow. So when you when you get down by that much, it's like we score seven points. I have total faith in Baker right and I, I wanted him to show me something I, I at some point I was like man he's going to make a play I need him to because I want him to dead the the critics you know I believe in that he can get the job done but I I, I want to put pressure on him I want to say well now you got to believe make me a believer like y'all did last year and made it to the soup the playoffs I feel like this team now at this point five and five they kind of have to make a believer out of me again. After me watching that Baltimore game, watching them fight hard, after me watching them fight hard, even the first game of this year, I'm not so sure anymore. They put fear in my heart because I have emotional problems just based off of our history as a team, as a franchise. And everybody sees like, wow, I know we're not taking, it's like we went four or five steps just to get in the car and travel backwards. Because it's like, that's how far we, we done went back. It's like, oh my gosh. So I think, You know, retrospectively,
4: fans is kind of being shell shocked here. It's like, what? What is going on? Speaking of Baltimore, and Freddie brought this up so eloquently about an hour and a half ago. After they lose to Miami, and that door is way ajar, and to go to Foxborough and do what they did? Yes.
14: And and to see what the. How the. This division is wrapped. You see what the Steelers was putting out there on film? I mean, it's right for us to just have a great game and make a fighting. But it's, it was a former player. Why didn't they do that? We control our own destiny. Football is the biggest team sport. Those guys are out there fighting hard. Um, it just, oh man! And I don't want to blame it on people. A cup Baker, coupled with the coaches, you know, coupled with certain schemes, certain breakdown. And when I say Baker, I'm not saying like, oh Baker, that Baker, Baker, because he's there were drops still. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can go and I love Njoku. My my daughter had a crush on him. Had his, he took a picture with him? Like oh, Njoku, his muscles. But he, how, how are you catching that rock, brother? Oh. Come on, it's day one stuff. We can't. And I'm I'm speaking as a fan, and I hope they're not hearing me because I come today all the time. I'm gonna look him in the face. I'm like, you ain't hear my interviews, did you? Because <laughs> well, but you're come right. On, you you're know? right. Like what? come on, and as a as a coach, I know they get ripped because they deserve to in these moments. And a lot of times, people like Jarvis, like they don't even want to come into the room because I just like to see, hear them guys take full responsibility and accountability and then we can just say, all right, coach, let's see what you're going to put out there now. Let's see how you're going to excite not just the fan base, but your players to gain momentum to win games. That wasn't it. That was not it, coach.
3: Real quick, uh, and because we got a break. So you have Miles Garrett making that comment about Coaching and my (laughs) my 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 comment to this was, you've been on you're on that sidelines, Josh. (laughs) Don't players like say, hey, we need to do this. Gather with coaches, other players, and try to figure this out. It was like, well, he didn't come over to us and try to change things. So I'm just going to kind of stand on the sideline and wait for him to do something for me. That's what it sounded
14: to me like. It it did. uh, I. I want to say that this happened because a lot of times the players come into them press conferences and they repeat what what was being told to them by the coaches. Because, you know, they meet with the team right before they start as they're taking their gear off. And they're like, man, like last few weeks ago, was communication. Remember against the Cardinals? It was like, man, what was going on? Communication. So they all came to the the podium and was spouting communication. It was synonymous with the coaches. I believe that uh, Stefanski told his team, "Hey, I got to do a better job as well. You coaches, you got to do a better job. But as we do a better job as coaches, you players got to do a better job. So then the players go into the press conferences and they echo that sentiment. He shouldn't have echoed it because it it was it, even when I heard it, I was like, oh baby, like nah, man. You you only speak from a player point of view. You don't say it was co- <laughs> you don't say coaching, baby. That's not what you do because it's like." If he didn't take responsibility as a defensive guy, he would have just said, man, our coaches, man, they tripping. That's basically, <laughs> that's basically what we heard. Like, right, man. right. Because yeah. he got his sacks. He's leading still, and he, got, he was playing well. They Another was double-teaming him and chipping him. He did his job.
4: Another tombstone <laughs> in the front yard. Right. Yeah. yeah, but when you say, hey, we didn't make the adjustments even when we had time to. And, oh, my man. goodness.
14: Oh, real quick. That was huge. That's what we talking about going into the game, that our coaches, um, we seem to not be able to do as quick as other teams. Like, okay, your opening drive is always dynamite, but you're you're judged on how well you make those necessary adjustments. Like, how well it's like they were way ahead of ours of our making adjustments to the plays and the things that we call. And then you come out second half and have a whole other forget second half. You come out the second quarter, okay? They doing this to us. I was prepared. I was ready. Boom! Let's hit them with the X Y Z curve right there. We're going to do a uh, three three uh, tight end set. Then we're going to break out of that. Then we're going to run a wildcat. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. ready for all of this. You know Whoop! I mean? well, they on that? Let's go to this. Okay, yeah, you know. I mean,
3: yesterday was Gary Kasparov. Playing fifteen seven year old chess wannabes and just going down the line and and going okay let's start ding and checkmate 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 that's what Belichick was. Yesterday. There's
14: something still even kill about Stefanski that I'm not gonna lie. That okay we lost he's even kill you know uh, I just want to see the results as all fans do. Um, I I, I like him as a coach. Um, I just want him to get it fixed. Yeah, You know, I'm not going to bash him. (sighs) I believe in you, coach. Go ahead and work your magic. (laughs) Let's go ahead and win out. (laughs) Okay. All right. More of Josh Scripps. We'll come back with more here on News Radio. WTAM
3: 1100.
7: defense is continuing to give its closing arguments in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Attorney Mark Richards says the prosecution's case has blown up and his client is innocent. Richards says the people Rittenhouse shot and killed were the aggressors and his client only came to Kenosha, Wisconsin to help people and protect businesses. During an event on the South Lawn of the White House, President Biden has signed the big infrastructure bill. The $1.2 trillion measure comes and covers an array of highways and bridges to ports and water systems. Vice President Harris called it and historic day. The Ohio Attorney General is suing Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook. Dave Yost filed a lawsuit against the social media giant for securities fraud, claiming it misled the public on how its algorithm was controlled. The lawsuit says from April 29th to October 21st of this year, the company and its senior executives misled the public about negative effects its product has on the health and well-being of children. In nearly 4,000 new COVID cases are being reported in Ohio. State health officials say an additional 3,000 927 cases have been added. Your traffic
8: and weather is together mornings and afternoons. Here is Olivia. From the Open Oak Traffic Center, if you were injured because of medical malpractice, call 1-800-Elk, Ohio. An accident still closes 77 south between 271 and Wheatley Road, stopped from Miller Road. These 271 south ramp to 77 south closed as well, so just avoid that area right now. Watch for an accident blocking the right two lanes, 480 East, after Tiedemann backing up to West
0: 130th. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Bags under your eyes? That's junk sleep. And Mattress Firm can help. Shop the Black Friday sale and save up to $500 on top-rated brands you'll love, like Sleepy's. Plus, pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase.
8: Olivia Musica, WTAM, traffic at 1100 AM and 106.9 FM. Your three news, whether possible leftover
7: floor is the overnight low will be in the thirties. And for Tuesday, partly sun highs in the upper forties headed to the sixties for Wednesday. I'm Julie holiday. Your next news is at the top of the hour and anytime on Facebook or Twitter at WTAM 1100. This is Geraldo
6: Rivera reporting live from outside the cash vault. Any second now,
13: um, has to look in the mirror and just kind of reevaluate be accountable to themselves, to each other. Um, because we're we're sitting, you know, sitting somewhere where we thought we'd be in a better place right now, but we're not. So it, it's uh, it's time to reevaluate.
2: Best Browns coverage on WTAM
13: eleven hundred.
3: Damn right, best Browns coverage. <laughs> oh man, it's been um, it's been uh, quite a. Couple of days to be honest about it. Josh Cribbs has joined us. Freddie Greetham of the Orange and Brown Report. Uh, we also have Mister Carmen Angelo, Mister Seth Williams, who um, is getting ready for a, a free dinner tonight. Right? Is uh, that right? Uh, well, I mean, part of it is free. Yeah, have got to order more food. Okay, <laughs> okay, still got to order more food. Um, Freddie, you wanted wanted ask? I'm going to ask Josh. Yeah. Something. Okay. Go right ahead.
5: This was a season of hope. I think we'd all agree with that. Ex- high expectations. They're sitting five and five. They are what they are. Seven games to go. You have a very slim margin. What do you expect, and what can they do to give to give you or any Browns fans hope that this season will be salvaged, or it'll just spin out of control?
14: Win from here on out—that was an easy one, Fred. Well, uh, I'm saying, how question.
5: do they do that?
14: <clears throat> Win. I know. Every s- practices have to be taken like games. I think players should. Uh, Baker, some offensive captains and some defensive captains should should meet with the coordinators and um, not have a say, but have an influence on the game plans. They should all have sessions to where they can weigh in on the game plans and not take over, but understand why plays are being called. I I, I believe that you know not just going back to the drawing board. But really the nitty gritty, they should have some input as far as like, um, you know, the coaches should involve them. And say, do are we all in agreement, not just with the coaches in the room, but the top players should understand or uh, be able to suggest some plays from film, some exciting plays, some game plan type situations. And then that would help it filter down to the other players when the captains and everybody are all on one accord. And then they need to put the eye black on when they go to practice and they all need to go to the podium on game day and talk like Baker. and and feel dangerous every game and and treat every one game like it's a one-game season. Um, It's it's difficult to say um, how can they do that because football is the biggest team sport. Everybody is human. They have their own, you know, each player as an individual, they're fighting for their own right to stay on this team, the majority of them. You have your guys that's going to be here. Like, let's take Baker, the top of the notch. He's fighting for a contract. So he has a lot of stress. So he has to rededicate himself to the game, do what I did, you know, kind of go back and think about how he switched uh, colleges and, 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 and walk on and became a Heisman. And he has to rededicate himself and, and look himself in the mirror on down the line. And they have to understand why they're here. They have to look at this city and say, man, these fans have waited so long for to have winning be a tradition winning meaning not just one season it it's a what have you done for me lately type of league you know and that I, I believe to answer that question for it it's a process that it can't end after just one week they can't just surprise and just beat the detroit lions they have to beat the green bay packers they have to kind of sweep the afc north in good fashion and in healthy fashion
3: i'll but i'll i'll just throw this in all right. Um, the fact is, you're five and five. The fact is, I don't know why th- there would be an expectation of things to be different. And I understand what you're saying. What needs What's to happen? Yeah, it needs bet, to but happen. You've already played ten games, right? I, on the tenth game, you <laughs> were humiliated. Yes. So, t- moving forward, it's hard
14: to grasp that. Things are going to be radically different. Do you understand? I mean, They should go better. I, I feel this that humiliation was a bottom. So when you're on the so-called bottom, they say it's nowhere to go but up. Now you can go down some more. But this team should rise. If they're the team that we know them to be and they're capable, and again, I'm biased and I'm speaking optimistically because I believe in this team. They have the ability to rise up. They will have Nick Chubb. They will have the guys in the room necessary to get the job done. They had it this weekend, honestly. So all of them need to do what it takes and win. I don't care how they get it done. Even last week. I didn't care how they got it. They don't have to win by what we say they should. I thought they were 10 points at least better than the Patriots. 10, a healthy 10. Meaning at the end, the the Patriots score one more touchdown and they get within 10 points. That type of 10 points. But I don't care if it went down to the wire and they end up winning. As long as they win, they have to find a way. Not, for the, not just for themselves, but for the fans. They deserve it. And for their own names on their own back. Because the the top guy on down is in a contract year. We have top players that are in contract seasons, and, and it's important for them. Do or die, meaning your life is on, your livelihood is on the line. So that's pressure. Who performs well under pressure? I know Baker does. Is this enough pressure for him? I think so. Let's
4: see how he responds. Well, that's the thing, Josh, with Baker. I mean, his psyche right now. With all those potential dollars on the line, and he's with a foot, a knee, Absolutely. and that shoulder, couldn't happen at the worst time. I would
14: love to judge Stefanski off of how well this team, and we can say it right here, we because we this show whether they win or not, we're going to be on the air. So we should look back at this point and judge Stefanski from now on, and say let's let's just judge how he. Uh, uh, commands Congrats. yes this team on back to where they need to be where we can all look at them and be like you know what they climb back they lost a few here but they you know out of five and five they they won five out of seven i mean can we say that if they win five out of seven we can kind of be like you know what got to be the right five the right five it's always got to be the Those right division
4: five. games absolutely don't forget
14: we won we went 10 and six after uh Romeo Cornell said win ten games and we in the playoffs, it wasn't the right ten. So we didn't get yeah. into the playoffs. I, I I man, five out of seven is right now hard to I I get what you're
3: saying, Josh. It's just hard to fathom right now. What oh, it is. I would
14: love them to go seven out of seven. <laughs> they have the team to do it. This is a great team. They just have to start believing in themselves.
5: What's the show? Like Seth (laughs) doesn't.
14: They have to have the opposite faith of Seth.
5: I believe they have to win. the. Yeah,
14: we got to travel.
3: Come back. I'm Missouri. All right, let's find out what's (laughs) going on in traffic. Not in Missouri, but in Northeast Ohio. Here's Olivia. Olivia.
8: From the out Traffic Center, if you were injured because of medical malpractice, call one eight hundred elk Ohio. An accident still closing seventy seven South between two seventy one and Wheatley Road. Stopped from Miller Road, the two seventy one South ramp to seventy seven South closed as well. You're backing up on two seventy one South between seventy seven and Ridge, so just avoid that area right now. An accident reported downtown ninety East before West Fourteenth. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm.
0: Bags under your eyes—that's junk sleep and. Mattress- mattress firm can help. Shop the Black Friday sale and save up to $500 on top-rated brands you'll love like Sleepy's. Plus, pair the mattress of your dreams with a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. Livy Musica,
8: WTAM, traffic at 1100 AM and 106.9 FM. Possible leftover
7: flurries, the overnight low will be in the 30s and for your Tuesday, partly sun, highs in the upper 40s. Headed to the 60s for Wednesday.
3: Alright, um, my wheats is, we're we're well, heated in here. We're, we're just fired up. <laughs> conversation that didn't Seth stop. Seth's going. I, I told you five and twelve, right? Seth? Absolutely. Yeah,
14: that's right. The it's voice it. of reason. No, <laughs> the, the voice one. of reason. I think that when Seth speaks, I say just have the opposite <laughs> faith of that's Seth. right. That's right. I'm glad I
4: When Seth speaks, I get gas.
5: <sighs> hey, Josh. You know, I think they have to win AFC North to get in the playoffs at this point. Because if you look at, you know, if they have any shot at playoffs, that's it. Because now. With all the teams that they're fighting for, mm-hmm. they have the they lost head to head to the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. All of those, you lose right. the tiebreaker, uh-huh. and so you got to win the AFC North. And you have you have four games left in that division. If you won them all, or three out of four, you might have a chance, depending on what you do in the
4: others. And Josh, that's why Thursday night's Baltimore loss in Miami is driving me absolutely crazy. Absolutely, and um. Again, this team is capable
14: of it. Um, I wanna, I, I want Stefanski to lead us out of here. At first, you know, I was gonna say, Baker, lead us out of here, but it's the game plan. I need Baker to throw it down the field, and then I need those guys to catch it, cause I don't want him, and this is a problem for me. When Baker does show up and have, you know, he throws the ball down the field, I don't want guys to, that's when they choose to drop a ball, you know, individually. Like, when, when OBJ, you know, I don't want to say his name, OBJ, you know, dropped a bad pass here. Uh, you know, uh, Hooper and then Jarvis. It was like they collectively decided to drop balls when this guy's fighting. So, when he get on his game, it should just click. It shouldn't be, okay, now we're going to be off our game. No. And that's my problem sometimes. With With football, people have to understand it's the biggest team sport. If one guy's on his game... And then the other guys all oh, it won't work, so these guys have to be rallied. And how you get that happen? That's why I shifted to coaching. I'm putting more on Stefanski because even when Baker's in that system, when he's running that system, it still has to work. The other guys have to work. Who's responsible for the other guys? The coaches, even for the defense, the coaches. Because when they play good, the coaches can hurl themselves as. Yeah, I called it. You know that that blitz right there, and got Troy Hill his sacks. I was coaching. Because if you put another player there, I believe another player capable NFL athlete can go make that sack just the same. That was coaching.
4: The aggressiveness or lack thereof yesterday. You know, we saw the aggressiveness against Burrow. We've seen Joe Woods be aggressive. The lack thereof yeah. is the most important thing. Exactly. You, Why yes. not the consistency? Be aggressive. You know what? Just You're playing with house money now. Just be aggressive. Blitz. See if it so, works. Yeah, they it, got it. Now we're going we're gonna to do the
14: same thing. We're going to run the super secret one that we're playing on. Because we knew they watched our film. Let's run the same blitz. Let's see if they got it. Nope. They, oh, they didn't even pick up the blitz. We got it. We're going to run that and, and we can hold our other blitz. You know, it's like I and we talked about this. I want to see what they worked on, other than what we see already, because everybody else already saw that. You best believe, and you said at the top of the hour, Belichick was ready. He watched. That's what he does. He's a student of the game. I knew this when Mangini became our coach. We were we all became smarter as players. He demanded for us to understand the offensive. Uh, game plan, as well as the defense. We had to know stuff we didn't even need to know for the game.
9: And he beat
3: Bill. And he beat mm-hmm.
14: Here, at home. There, he And beat I was him. on that team. Mm-hmm. We
4: beat Bill. <sighs> what was that locker room like?
9: <laughs>
14: Man, it was amazing because we still wasn't good. We were like six and something, but we beat the, the Giants when they were really good on national television, Thursday night or Monday, whenever. We beat the Patriots. we we embarrassed everybody who will try to embarrass us on when it counted. You know, and whatever they have to do, they have to find it. You know, and I just say I'm gonna put it on the coaching because the players, you know, they kinda it wasn't no I don't feel like they gave up. I just don't feel like they were in a position to win the game. I will tell you this. I've said this all season Man, long. They win watching
3: that the season. Browns yeah. is one of the most exhausting <laughs> three hours
14: anxiety it's like I love it though I feel like I'm playing they give me a reason to watch (laughs) yeah but you're driving Maria nuts I am yeah. I, I love to it too because I get to come
9: in and talk to Josh every Monday.
14: Is Seth still here? I thought Seth left. <laughs> no, I was getting good. happy. I'm a <laughs> Seth. Stop it, Seth.
3: Can I give you a high five?
14: on the way out the door. <laughs> what, if, what if the
3: Browns are six? So, what if the Browns are six and five next Monday, Seth? Seth gonna have a straight fan. I'm buddy. still gonna
9: be closer to what I, you know, what yeah, I predicted okay. than what you guys. Thought.
3: All right, uh, Carmen's up with Cavs now. We got Cavs basketball, and then I'll be on after the game. Wusa. So Woosa.
4: Um, we're I not think,
9: done yet. I think you're on five minutes after the game. Okay.
4: Right. But as you know, Greg, I'll be listening. You will be listening. Yes, Fred, that's Fred, that's right. check my post. All right. Hey,
3: for uh, the record,
9: you're on Mike uh, 5, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> you are on Mike
3: Julie 5, Josh. Julie with the news coming up next and then Carmen takes over and then I'll be back later.
9: Inflation, inflation in our nation.